listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 17th of March. We start with breaking news this morning and Japan has been rocked by a powerful 7.3 magnitude earthquake. The quake hit around 60 kilometres off the coast of Fukushima and rattled large parts of the northeast coast before sparking a tsunami warning which has now been cancelled. Authorities have confirmed no abnormalities have been detected at the Fukushima nuclear plant, but the extent of the damage to residential areas is not known at this stage. To the latest in Ukraine and President Vladimir Zelensky has addressed US Congress overnight, pleading for more help from Western nations. It comes as Russia again stepped up its attacks in Ukraine, with shelling hitting another apartment building in Kyiv, while troops bombed a theatre in Mariupol with hundreds sheltering in the area. In his emotional speech, President Zelensky compared the disaster in Ukraine to Pearl Harbour and 9-11 before addressing US President Joe Biden directly, urging him to be the leader of peace. Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. The US has responded, announcing more than $1 billion in additional aid for Ukraine, Joe Biden vowing to keep the pressure on Russia. And together with our allies and partners, we will keep up the pressure on Putin's crumbling economy, isolating him on the global stage. That's our goal. Make Putin pay the price, weaken his position, while strengthening the hand of the Ukrainians on the battlefield and at the negotiating table. It comes as NATO member countries refuse to get directly involved in the conflict but step up their military presence in surrounding countries. Back home and thousands of US troops are being sent to our shores as tensions continue to escalate between China and Australia. A rotational US Marine force comprising of 2,200 soldiers will be based in the top end with 1,000 troops already on the ground. To COVID now, and the New South Wales Health Minister, Brad Hazard, has ruled out reintroducing COVID restrictions despite a dramatic increase in new infections. Cases more than doubled yesterday in New South Wales to 30,000, with health authorities urging all eligible Australians to get their boosters as the more contagious variant of Omicron spreads across the nation. Here is the New South Wales Health Minister. We're on high alert, but we're also not rushing to uh, to implement uh, the, uh, the measures that we've had in, in the past because what we're seeing is uh, whilst the numbers might be increasing, the severity of the illness is certainly not at this point. Victoria also recorded an increase in new COVID infections, but hospitalisation and ICU numbers remain stable in both New South Wales and Victoria. Meantime, New Zealand will reopen its borders to vaccinated Australian travellers from next month. Andrew Waddle from Tourism New Zealand says the decision will be a welcome boost for many. The borders are opening just before school holidays. Friends and family, both Kiwis returning home, but also Australians seeing friends that they haven't seen for a long time will be will be significant up and down the country. Come winter, the ski area is going to be places where Australians, particularly on the east coast of Australia, want to travel to. 
And the opposition leader has ruled out an investigation into allegations of bullying within the ALP. It comes after reports Labor MP Kimberley Kitching, who died of a heart attack last week, felt ostracised by Labor's senior Senate leadership team. Anthony Albanese says the coverage of the story has been sexist, while Prime Minister Scott Morrison has called the claims very distressing, saying they should be taken seriously. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and investigations are continuing into a fatal fire at a boarding house in Sydney's inner west. At least three people were killed and a man in his 80s who jumped out the window to escape the flames is still in a critical condition in hospital. A 45-year-old man is now behind bars charged with murder. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Police have been on the scene retrieving the bodies of the three men who tragically perished in the fire. The structure of the building was quite badly damaged and that's been making it hard for crews. They've also been trying to determine whether or not there are any other casualties in the building. A 45-year-old man's been charged with three counts of murder. Police have said it looks as though some type of accelerant was used to light the blaze. A man in his 80s was sent to hospital after the incident. He broke both legs jumping out of the building as it went up in flames. Police say the incident has really hit the community hard. We all understand boarding houses, they're to help people who are down on their luck. So when a fire like yesterday strikes, it really does hit the core of some of our less privileged people in society. Assistant Commissioner Peter Cotter there. To northern New South Wales and a Liberal MP is set to resign and a Northern Rivers Mayor has gone to the Governor-General over the allocation of federal flood assistance. Our reporter Kimberly Bradish has the details. Good morning, Tash. Well, as thousands continued the heartbreaking cleanup after the devastating floods, controversy continues over exactly where assistance funding is going. The Prime Minister last week announced extra funding for residents in Lismore, Richmond Valley and Clarence Valley, areas which all fall within the Nationals' held seat of Page, while neighbouring areas in the Labor-held seat of Richmond, including Ballina, Byron and Tweed, have missed out on the extra $2,000 per person, despite also being decimated by floodwaters. Liberal Upper House MP and Lennox Head resident Catherine Kuzak has told the ABC the current allocation of funding is probably the most unethical approach she has seen, with a spokesperson telling Nine she intends to resign. While the Ballina Mayor has made several complaints to the Governor-General about the delays of getting funding to residents, inviting him to tour the area. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, despite the ongoing uncertainty with the war in Ukraine and now spiking COVID infections, especially in New South Wales, the stock market was up strongly overnight. Yeah, the gain for the German stock market was a big 3.76% and the French market was up a huge 3.68%, which implies the fear of a European war breaking out is dissipating. It doesn't mean peace in the Ukraine is something we're going to see anytime soon, but certainly the the stock market is positive. That's good news. We all need some at the moment, Peter. Now, meantime, the chief executive of the Australian Retailers Association, Paul Zara, is warning consumers that a tsunami of inflated prices is coming for what we buy. 
Yeah, the combined effects of the pandemic and how it has reduced the supplies and raised their costs on top of the oil price increase from the Ukraine war has sent costs to the retailers sky high. And Mr Zara says the cost increases will soon have to be passed on to shoppers. The only good news is that the oil price has fallen recently since there's been talk about peace in the Ukraine. Uh, This week, the oil price has fallen 22% and that's the good oil. Love that, Peter. And talking about predictions, another prediction from a leading economist, AMP Capital's Shane Oliver now. He's saying forget about house prices doubling over the next decade. Yeah, on the flip side, Oliver says people who bought houses in the middle of the pandemic are more likely to double their money over the next 10 years compared with those buying now as the market faces a longer downturn followed by a shallow upturn for prices. And because prices have spiked 25% since the pandemic, house price rises will be contained by rising interest rates and the slow pace of wage increases. Of all the cities, Brisbane looks the most likely to have the biggest rises. You said good oil before, Peter. Oil is like gold considering the cost of petrol at the moment. Thanks so much. (laughs) Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The AFL is back with a bang as the Demons and Dogs added a new chapter to their rivalry last night. Good morning, Tash. It's an entertaining rivalry, that's for sure. Just like the grand final last year, Melbourne turned the tables on the Bulldogs down by 22 points. They stormed home to win by 26. Their coach, Simon Goodwin, says the season opener had some wild momentum swings. I think you saw again today that happened. And once again, just our ability to adapt, reset ourselves, um, get back to the the core way we play was really important. And Christian Salem is set for scans on a knee injury. Jake Lever was withdrawn before the bounce with a foot, in, a foot issue. Plenty of dramas at the Bulldogs as well, especially surrounding the selection of Lockie Hunter. Fox Footy had reported he would be dropped. He was then named as the Medi sub before being promoted to the starting side after Jason Johannesson suffered a leg injury in the warm-up. Now, Luke Beveridge, the coach of the Bulldogs, took aim at a journalist. Tom Morris demanded he leave the presser before storming out himself. With the, the soft caps situation as it is and and this sort of stuff happens. You're, you're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. An absolute embarrassment. <laughs> Disagree. And that little exchange lasted Ooh. for quite a while. So, um, yes, he was not happy with him at all. Controversial. To the NRL now and Craig Bellamy is set to coach his 500th game tonight for Melbourne Storm against South Sydney. But, of course, the big question, Brett, will he coach next year? Yeah, he's undecided at this stage. There were some reports around that Melbourne Storm had put a deadline on him to make a call in the next fortnight. A Triple M's Benji Marshall revealing that's now been scrapped. Which is probably the smart thing to do. You know, to, whenever a coach like Craig, you want to give him the time and the space to let him make the decision on his terms because what he's given that footy club has been really phenomenal. 500 games, seven grand finals, three premierships. He is already uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Absolutely. And the second test between Australia and Pakistan has ended in a draw. That's a bit disappointing. It is very disappointing. Two draws in a row. Baba Azam, the Pakistani skipper, managed to dig in. He notched 196 last night. Mohammad Rizwan uh, notched up 104. So um, they managed to bat out for a draw. Aussie skipper Pat Cummins says there was a few drop catches that cost them, but he wouldn't have changed his tactics, especially declaring in the first innings if he had his chance again. Yeah, I think overall I wouldn't change too much, to be honest. Um, you know, I thought it was... Batting into day three gave us that chance to, to really um, 
you know, have a crack at them on, on day three. Um, probably went better than we would have expected. That's some late declarations that have now cost him in the ashes and over in Pakistan as well. So I think once he speaks to his coaches, they might uh, just have to review what, uh, what has happened there in Karachi. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And in case you need some extra motivation to get you moving this morning, Australia's oldest gym junkie has been revealed. 100-year-old Edna Shepherd takes up to, would you believe this, five fitness classes a week, including Tai Chi and Zumba. The fitness fanatic revealing her secret to a long, healthy life on Channel 7. You've got to look after your body to start with. You've got to eat well and then do exercises, meet people and have a bit of fun. Great words of advice, Edna. Congratulations. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.